Good morning and welcome to Walking with Jesus Through the Word, one chapter per day. I'm Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. Welcome to day 768 of our three-year journey through the Word of God. And we come today to Psalm 110. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for your word. Thank you for your gift of your spirit who inspired these words and who now reveals them to us and writes them on our hearts. Holy Spirit, please come. Show us Christ very clearly through Psalm 110 that we might rejoice and rest in him, in hope and in confidence in his power. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Psalm 110 is one of the great messianic psalms. I referred to it this past Sunday in my sermon. Uh, Jesus quotes Psalm 110 verse 1 when he asks, whose son is the Christ? And they said, oh, it's David's son. And he says, well, if he's David's son, then how come David calls him Lord? saying, the Lord says to my Lord. And so this is, uh, Jesus himself tells us this is about the Messiah. Psalm 110, it's a psalm of David. The Lord says to my Lord, sit on my right hand, sit at my right hand, until I make your enemies your footstool. The Lord sends forth from Zion your mighty scepter. Rule in the midst of your enemies. Your people will offer themselves freely on your day of power in holy garments. From the womb of the morning, the dew of your youth will be yours. The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. You are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. The Lord is at your right hand. He will shatter kings on the day of his wrath. He will execute judgment among the nations, filling them with corpus corpses. He will shatter chiefs over the wide earth. He will drink from the brook by the way. Therefore, he will lift up his head. Hmm. And it's Psalm 110. Parts of this psalm are very clear, and parts of this psalm are very far from clear. So let's see if we can work our way through it together. Psalm 110. The Lord, that's Yahweh, says to my Lord, that is David's master, David's ruler, right? So he can't just be his son. He has to be greater than David. Sit at my right hand. So Yahweh says to the Messiah, you're going to sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. That is a really important concept in understanding who Jesus is. Jesus the Christ, the man Christ Jesus, sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. And from there, he will come to judge the living and the dead. And while he's sitting there, he's making intercession for all those who belong to him. And he is reigning as king of kings and lord of lords, having the highest name in the universe. And so that's where Jesus is. And that's what Jesus is doing. God the Father is extending the rule. The Lord sends forth from Zion your mighty scepter. Yahweh is sending forth the scepter of King Jesus, to rule in the midst of your enemies. So in the midst of your enemies means as the kingdom of God spreads throughout the world, it's not the case that everyone everyone simply becomes Christian and every nation in the world becomes a Christian nation and all peoples everywhere acknowledge Jesus as their king. No, that's not what happens. He rules in the midst of his enemies. So as the world remains fallen, as the world remains hostile, as the world remains opposed to Christ and his rule, his rule extends nonetheless. People come to know him. His church is built. His church expands. And so on verse 3, your people will offer themselves freely 
on the day of your power. The power of the Holy Spirit now makes us willing, God's people makes us willing to offer ourselves freely to him. And when he comes again on the day of his revealed power, we, the people of God, will be caught up together to meet him in the air as he comes, will be raised from the dead. We will, we will offer ourselves freely in the day of his revealed power. So in the day of his Holy Spirit power, we offer ourselves willingly to his service in Christian service. And on the day of his revealed power, we offer ourselves willingly to him. And the Bible tells us that we will even sit with him when he judges the nations and even judges angels. In holy garments, we will sit. We're clothed with the righteousness of Christ. We're clothed with priestly garments because we are priests of God most high under our high priest, Jesus. And then it says, from the womb of the morning, the dew of your youth will be yours. This is kind of a strange expression. From the dew of the morning, or from the womb of the morning, the dew of your youth will be yours. And so it's a little bit difficult, but it's probably this a poetic expression that says, from the east, from the sunrise, right? It's the idea that there's the dew of your youth is like a continual refreshment. And it is, it is a continual refreshment for the Lord. The, another way to look at this is that when Jesus comes again, his people will be gathered together in holy garments to worship him. And it will look like the fresh dew on the ground glistening in the morning sunrise. I kind of like that second interpretation. but So it can either mean that the king has continual sources of fresh energy, of continually willing soldiers who are willing to serve him, or it could be just a picture that, that there are so many believers in Jesus when he comes that it's like the dew glistening on the ground as we're arrayed in holy garments. But verse 4 is very clear. The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. You are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Yahweh has said to Jesus, the king, that he's a particular kind of king. He's a king who's also a priest, like Melchizedek. Melchizedek, this character from Genesis 14, when Abram went out to fight in battle against the four kings who had conquered the five kings, including the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah, and had taken Lot captive. So you've got to read Genesis 14 to get this background. But there was battle between kings, and four kings conquered, and they took captive uh, the best people from Sodom and Gomorrah, including Lot, who was living in Sodom at the time. And so Abram took 318 men of his household and went out to rescue Lot. And he comes back from battle. We got He won the battle. He freed all the hostages. He had all the treasure, all the loot. And he's coming back, and this guy named Melchizedek comes out and meets him. Melchizedek means king of righteousness. And Melchizedek is the king of Salem, which means king of peace. Probably a reference to Jerusalem. But this king of righteousness, king of peace character comes out to meet Abram. And he's also said to be priest of God Most High. And so he blesses Abram. He blesses him. Blessed be Abram, like God Most High. And then Abram gives him a tenth, gives him a tithe. And so Hebrews picks up on this and says how great Melchizedek is because he is allowed to be both priest and king. No one else in the whole Old Testament, got to grasp that, no one else in the whole Old Testament was allowed by God to be both king and priest. 
That was forbidden. You could be a king and a prophet like David. You could be a priest and a prophet like Jeremiah, maybe Isaiah. But you could not be a king and a, and a priest because those were the two crowned offices that ruled. The king ruled the state and the priest ruled over the worship, the church. And so you can't be head of both. But Jesus is. Jesus is both King of Kings, Lord of Lords, and the great high priest. He is a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek because he's holy and perfect and pure. And because he rules over above all earthly powers, he is both king of the nations and priest over his church, over his temple. The Lord is at your right hand. He will shatter kings on the day of his wrath. Jesus will judge the world. And there's not a king on earth who can hope to stand against him. He will execute judgment among the nations, filling them with corpses. He will shatter chiefs over the wide earth. So, there will be opposition, but that opposition will be absolutely shattered. And then this last verse, he will drink from the brook by the way, therefore he will lift up his head. This is perhaps a second reference to continual refreshment. So if the dew of the youth will be yours is continual refreshment, this is a second reference to continual refreshment. He's going to drink by the brook and lift up his head and be refreshed and continue on in judgment. When Jesus comes, he will go from strength to strength, from judgment to judgment, from victory to victory, until all the earth is rid of all evil and only righteousness reigns forever and ever. That day is coming. Jesus has already been declared priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Jesus has already been seated at the right hand of God the Father on high, and Jesus is coming. The day of his wrath is coming. We heard about it yesterday in Daniel 12. This is further confirmation. We need to eagerly await that day. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are King of Kings, Lord of Lords, our great high priest, our intercessor, our savior, our Lord, our master, our ruler, and our judge, the judge of all the earth. We look forward to that day when you will come again to judge the living and the dead. Keep us waiting. Keep us trusting. Keep us hoping. Keep us following faithfully until that day. We pray this in Jesus' name. Well, that's Psalm 110. Tomorrow, as I said, we're going to start the Song of Solomon with Song of Solomon chapter 1. I hope you can join me for that. I hope you have a blessed day in the Lord. Mm -hmm.